0: come on say turn it around open the beyond the veil a ministry of day spring chapel arise shine and excel located at 1628 high park Ave in high park massachusetts
1: First Kings chapter 10, you will see that when you talk of the throne, when you talk of the house of God, things are not done just anyhow. This is First Kings chapter 10 from verse 1. This is about the reign, the throne of King Solomon. And we see from chapter 1 Kings chapter 10 from verse 1. Now when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to test him with hard questions she came to jerusalem with a very great retinue there's so many things to learn from here but let's jump you don't just go to the king empty amen you don't go to the king empty not because the king needs anything from you hmm? but it is to do what to honor the king amen the king is not going to use necessarily use what you bring No, you bring the gifts to the king in fact, when you get before the king, you even forget your gift. You just you just you just get overwhelmed with his presence. Amen. That you just drop your gift before his presence. And whatever your concern is, you forget about your concern. You begin to praise the king, you begin to honor the king because of the glory, because of the beauty, because of the majesty of the king. So the queen of Sheba brought. A lot of things to King Solomon. But listen to what we're talking about: how things ought to be done, the principles, the orderliness, the order, you no, know, the organization in the presence of God, in the house of God, you know, of living, you know, in the household of God. It says in verse 4. Verse 4. And when the queen of Sheba had seen all the wisdom of Solomon. The house that he had built, the food on his table, the sitting of his servants, the service of his waiters, and their apparel, his cupbearers, and his entryway by which he went up to the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. Amen. Hallelujah. Just the setting of the place. How everything was done. Really very well planned. Very, very well organized. You know, the dressings. Hallelujah, the presentations. Hallelujah, the orderliness, the order. You know, everything well done. That is what it ought to be with the people of God. The people of God ought to be disciplined people. Amen. We ought to be disciplined, decent people. We ought to be distinct. And we ought to be distinguished. Amen. The people of God ought to be what? disciplined. That's what you see there. The people of God ought to be disciplined. We are disciples. We ought to be decent. Hmm? And we ought to be distinct, separate, distinct. And if you are distinct, you ought to be what? Distinguished. Dignified. Amen. The church has its throne of God on earth. Our father, the king, loves to gather his children together around his throne. So, he says, come boldly. Remember that, please? Hebrews 4 16, come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. (laughs) I just remember a proverb in the Yoruba language. It says, you don't fall asleep before the judge. You are in the courtroom for a case and the case does not really, you know, affect you enough to stay awake. You are falling asleep in front of the judge. Oh my God, you are in trouble. Amen. You don't fall asleep in front of the judge. It's like the judge doesn't matter. His presence doesn't matter. You don't fall asleep in front of the king. The beauty of the throne. The beauty of the king. The power of the king. Should captivate you enough to cause you to stay awake. Amen. Hallelujah. Hebrews 4. Amen. From verse 11. It's all connected right from verse 1. I mean even from chapter 3. It's all connected. It's all one thing. Basically here, you know, Paul is referring to the experience at Mount Sinai. Okay? Paul's referring to the experience at Mount Sinai when the Lord brought them out of Egypt and he brought them to where? To the border of his sanctuary. He brought them to himself. He said, I have brought you to myself. I have brought you to my house. I have brought you to my throne. Hmm? I brought you to myself to the border of my sanctuary. I brought it to my sanctuary, to my house, to my palace. So, that's where they were. And in verse 11, the Holy Spirit says, Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest. God actually wanted them to enter his rest. What was his rest that God wanted them to enter into? God wanted them to enter his presence. Amen. The presence of God is his rest. The presence of God will give you rest. Prayer. Hallelujah. Being in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Being in church is a place of rest. The throne of God is a place of rest. He said, be diligent. Be diligent to enter that rest, to come into that rest. You've got to be diligent. If you're not diligent, you will not enter that rest. You will not go to that rest. Because there are so many other things calling for your attention. Amen. In fact, when he came to that place at Mount Sinai, Moses had to tell them way before he prepared them three days in advance. He said, in three days, you're going to meet with the Lord. Hmm? It's like from Thursday, you are thinking of Sunday service. Amen. Way before you are thinking of Sunday service, and you are praying for Sunday service. So the Lord prepared their heart and sent Moses to tell them, in three days, you are going to be meeting with the Lord. So what should you do? He say, what? Wash your clothes. Huh? Wash your clothes. Prepare yourself. Consecrate yourself. Separate yourself from men and women. Separate yourself. Prepare yourself. You're going to be meeting with me. It's going to be a special occasion. I'm going to meet with you. I'm coming to meet with you. Amen. So, what happened? Verse 12. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two eggs sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight. But all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Amen. Simply, I will say to you that God spoke to them at Mount Sinai. Basically, God you no know, brought his word to them, his law, his word to them. And they were so afraid they were so scared, not so much of, because of the lightning and the, the quaking of the ground, the earthquake, and the voices, and the trumpets sounding. Those are physical things. But they were more afraid of the word of God that was piercing their heart. Amen. As God was speaking, speaking his words, his laws, you know, they were being convicted no, God will say, thou shalt not kill. And somebody would just kill somebody. You know, hearing that is like, oh, wow, who told you I did it? Huh? Thou shalt not steal. And somebody would, really? Did they report? Did they report to you that I stole? Amen. As God was speaking, they were hearing in their heart. Just be, being in the presence of God, um, you feel exposed. Amen. So they felt exposed. It's a scary thing to come into a place and you feel naked. You feel like running away. That's the way they felt. Amen. They felt like, "Hmm, this is scary. Oh, amen. In fact, in the olden days, you know, the kings were regarded as, as, as as seers that they could see. So, you will hear people say in the scriptures, oh, I know the king, you know all things. You know, I know, I know. You know these already. You know, so when we come before the Lord, it's a place of light. And the children of Israel, when they came before the Lord at Mount Sinai, you know, the Word of God was piercing their heart. That's why the scriptures say the Word of God is powerful. Hallelujah! It is alive and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and it's a designer of the thoughts and the intent of the heart. Amen. This word of God is so powerful that it will touch your heart, it will touch your soul, it will touch your spirit, it will touch your body, it will bring healing to you, it will bring strength to you, it will bring encouragement to you, it will admonish or administer to you everything that you need. Amen. The word of God is a blessing, but for them it became um, a blight. It became something else. They were afraid of it. And when they were afraid of it, Moses said, don't be afraid. God wants to put his fear in your heart so that you may obey him. It was for your blessing. It's for your blessing. Amen. The word of God is for our blessing. It may come as a rebuke, but it's for your blessing. It may come as correction, but it's for your blessing. Amen. That's why the scripture now goes into that verse 15. It says, for we do not have a high priest. who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, with our sins, with our you know, iniquities, with our insufficiency, with our inadequacy. We do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize. We have a high priest who can sympathize with our weaknesses, with our sins, with our inabilities, with our inadequacies, with our insufficiencies. We have a high priest who can sympathize with us. And so he said, come, all you that labor and are heavily laden, I will give you rest. Come to my house. Come to my presence. Come unto me. I will give you rest. Make sure you enter his rest. So don't shy back, he's saying. Enter his rest. Enter the throne of God. Come to the throne of grace. Because the Lord brought them to the throne of fire. But now He says, the throne of grace. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, your word is alive. It is powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of the Lord is alive. It is powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. Lord, your word has gone out. Your word is a blessing. In the name of you, we receive your word as a blessing. In the name of Jesus, to our spirit man, we receive your word. Yes, to our soul, we receive your word. Yes, O Lord, Father, to our mind, we receive your word. Yes, to our bodies, we receive your word. We receive your word for our healing, the healing of our mind, the healing of our spirit. There is nothing hidden from the power of your word. In the name of Jesus, may your word reach, O Lord, Father, into every corner of our life. Where, O Lord, there is weakness. Where, O Lord, there is sickness. May your word, O Lord, Father, reach in there. We receive strength from your word. We receive healing from your word. We receive grace from your presence. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. The judge has a throne of God on earth. Your glory is here. Your power is here.